0: Welcome back, everyone raise a glass. It's the first full-length episode of Whiskey Flicks.
1: So we're here a day after seeing Captain Marvel. And we are excited to share with you our reactions, not only to the film, but to the characters, the tone of the movie. Uh, We've had a lot of discussions since last night about how we feel. Uh, I'm just gonna start it with I have no idea what I feel about this movie, but before we really dive into specifics, quickly, guys, just real quick quick reaction. Love it, hate it, like it, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, honestly, I would say I liked it. Did that film give me excitement? Did it spark a little bit of joy? Yes, it did. So, I liked it.
0: Yeah, if we're, if we're just basing this off, did you like it, did you not like it? I did like it. Yeah. Um, it's, it was a win. But since I've given that now opinion of like or not like, I'm going to expand a little bit upon my like, not like. Mm-hmm. I like it, but unlike a lot of recent Marvel films, I did have a lot more dislikes. I'm not saying I had more dislikes than likes, but I had more on the dislike column than I've had in recent films. Um, We were talking about this. First off, we want to go ahead and start this off with a spoiler warning right here, just in case we disclose any information that is pivotal to the plot. So if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't quite yet seen Captain Marvel, pause, go see it, come back and resume the podcast after you have seen the film. That out of the way, it was a little underwhelming at times. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. I think we've talked about it acting. We can all agree, fantastic. Every mm-hmm. single person on the on the the docket did well. I think Brie Larson delivered fantastically with her role, but I think the character itself was underdeveloped. I think it was it was the writing that I was almost more disappointed with. And we've also talked about it, the tone didn't really match. What we've gotten from other recent films. Um, So I want other people to expand on that because I don't want to be the only voice.
1: Well, I mean, I think if we go back to our previous episode, Dylan, you mentioned that the thing you were most looking forward to was the portrayal of Captain Marvel on the big screen for the first time, uh, seeing how Brie Larson fit that role. We talked a little bit about how some of the trailers were hit and miss. I think how they portrayed not only just her as a character, but something, Nathan, you've been touching on, her her humanity. Uh, Just a simple thing as her her smiling and things along those lines. So, Dylan, do you think... Did you get out of her, let's just speak specifically on Brie Larson's portrayal of Captain Marvel. Did you get out of her what you wanted and what you expected uh, when we talked last episode?
0: I did. Out of her as an actress? Mm -hmm. I did. I got everything I was looking forward to. I think she delivered a fantastic performance. I do think that she could have delivered more if she had been given more to work with, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I think the biggest complaint that all three of us have had is... We let some really underdeveloped writers write this thing. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that people that didn't write it don't have a great background. I mean, they have produced a couple of really good hits. But to let these guys come into such an established universe, I don't really know what, in, what the MCU, what Kevin Feige and the rest of the guys over at Marvel were really thinking mm-hmm. when you've got the Russo brothers who have delivered such fantastic content over the last several movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just let's just look at some of the isolated incidents. You have Civil War, which I personally think is one of the best films in the MCU. One of the first ones they produced. Then you have Infinity War, which is, in my opinion, the best film in the MCU. And then you have a really weird turn in tone mm-hmm. in this film. Nathan, you were hitting on some of the things a little bit earlier today. Talk about just how you. F-
2: we don't we don't even know what this falls under like what is it is it an origin story what, what is that it? is a good question from what i can tell from the reactions by critics and fans alike all over the internet space and um, this film is divisive people don't know whether to call it a superhero origin film in the classic sense that we've got to be accustomed with with thor and iron man and all those guys or is it uh a body cop film between her and samuel l jackson and then the third one was well is this just a strong um feminine lead of a, a movie it's very hard to understand and that kind of falls into the three acts act one you have her brie larson on the um alien planet a great act i loved it i scored at the highest that was my favorite act act one was, I, great. It, mm-hmm. act one was great i saw a real strong character she was funny she was smart, she was not afraid to, to fight an enemy that was stronger than her. Act 2, that's, that was my least favorite act. When she's on Earth it was just okay. She didn't quite know who she was, what she was, and I didn't get enough out of that. I wanted to see more of a personal struggle with her coming to grips with her past, her history. Um, think about Jason Bourne, Bourne identity, that sort of fatal. Um, even Wonder Woman, whenever she's trying to come to grips with the actual realities of being on Earth with, with normal people there's something about that which was very special to the viewer. Act three, the third act and final act for me was was good. When she uncovers who she is and she's fighting in space. But those three acts kind of fall along those three storylines. In act one, she is this um, superhero on a foreign planet. Act two, you have the uh, friendship story with her best friend. Then act three is um, where she just kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: pretty Much the definition of it, could it almost, Andrew.
2: Ones. You said something earlier, it was like three movies in one. It really it wasn't, it, it's a trilogy movie.
1: They took a five, six hour movie and tried to make it two hours. You have the Kree Scroll War, which none of us are comic experts here, but we all know that that's an extremely important and lengthy comic series that really has tried to squeeze an intro into that. Uh, into what I consider about 30 minutes of the movie really focuses on the importance of that war. You have Captain Marvel who we all know is going to be a major player here moving forward in the MCU. Uh, Some have even suggested she's gonna be the new lead of the team uh, if Captain America is to die or is to step away. Uh, So you're just introducing so many different interlocking pieces here and cramming it into a two hour origin film. And as Dylan pointed out earlier, the bar has been set so high even just, we, we're going to talk about Infinity War a lot. We're going to talk about Endgame. I mean, Infinity War just set the bar higher than any comic book movie has before. I personally, and, and we've talked this before, Ant Man and Wasp was a disappointment to me. To come from that high bar to that film, uh, yeah. kind of let me down. I understand the whole sense of having a palate cleanser, but it didn't, it didn't do it for me. And now, really looking forward to this cosmic adventure with Captain Marvel. And there's plenty of things we'll discuss here in a second that I loved about the film. But I can't help but just think they didn't nail the scope and the tone of the movie uh, well. And if there wasn't a good enough harmony throughout the film to where from beginning to end, I was captivated, entertained, uh, and just... Well, i a quick
2: question on that, if you don't mind me asking. Have at it, yeah. Because you said it there a second ago. I don't want to skip too quickly. But let me ask you a quick question. Do you think our expectation was far too high, given what we've just witnessed with past movies?
1: Oh, I, I absolutely do. You know, we there, There's always this battle out there of DC versus Marvel. And I think one of the reasons that Aquaman was so well-received was because look at the platform <laughs> it was built on. was crap. You could be a DC fan. Trust me. I would want nothing more than Superman, Batman, And to a certain extent, Wonder Woman. I think her movie was well done. I'm interested to Mm -hmm. see the follow-up. I would love nothing more than to have another great Batman movie. Superman, since Christopher Reeves, has not been done well. I would love to see uh, Man of Steel. I think Henry Cavill does a good job, but I'd love to see that be stepped up. But Aquaman was well received because previous movies were awful. I think Shazam will benefit from that same... Uh, yeah. Reality, because it's a new introduction. It's, it's comedy. It's fun. It's quirky. Unfortunately, and fortunately, we've been blessed with over twenty awesome Marvel movies. Well,
0: we're talking. Mm-hmm. We're talking ten years of. We're talking ten years of of growth with mm-hmm. the MCU here too. So I think you brought up a point, Andrew, and I'm I'm going to bring it up now that I think is really important when it comes to looking at these reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and on the other platforms. It's not fair to this film to treat it as if it's in a vacuum
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it's not it's because if we look at it we you can say you're treating it like it's in a vacuum but in reality you're not because you know the extent of the universe that has been built around it and like you said 20 movies over 10 years of development with these other characters I know the biggest complaint that I heard from people with this whole with the whole film in, in general before it even came out was, how in the world are they going to explain where she's been throughout this entire time? Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with that to to an extent. I think obviously they couldn't have unpacked as many heroes from the from day one as they wanted. But we we spent a lot of time on kind of the negatives. I wanted. I want to shift here because I think we all agree. We all voted like over dislike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you, if you follow us on Instagram, at Whiskey Flicks, or if you're on Facebook, at Whiskey Flicks 3, you know we already put up our review. And we put it at an 82%. So we've, we've really focused the first half of this on our negatives. So when we come back in just a second, I want to focus on the positives. Okay, so before we get back into Captain Marvel, especially the positives, some of you are wondering, this is the Whiskey Flicks podcast. They're only talking about the Flicks portion. Um, They promised whiskey. What's the whiskey? So with that being said, Nathan, what is the whiskey associated with
2: today's movie? Great question, Dylan. And the whiskey... We strongly recommend for this film comes from Old Forster. It is their brand new rye whiskey. It's 100 proof. And let's just say it's delicious. It's not expensive. It's about $25 per bottle you'll find okay. it at your local store. and um, You'll be exposed to a nice peppery, strong taste. So I really recommend it for this film, Dylan.
0: Yeah, that, that peppery, strong, kind of a little bit of spice to
2: it maybe makes up for where this film lacks a little bit of pepper or spice exactly this film will uh, not give you that real punch factor to the whole way through so grab yourself a little glass folks fill it up and just have a nice slow sip yeah
0: throw it back while you're watching the film i guarantee you'll enjoy it there you go okay so What's back it? to back to the movie um nathan brought up a great point before we dive into the positive there's one last negative that we want to focus on And then we're done. We're going to spend the remainder of our time on what we think the actual 82% of positivity was. Wrap us up, Nathan. This is what you think of our 12% negative. This is really what you said makes up about 5 five to 10% of that negativity.
2: Yeah, great question. So it's quite simple. Who is the real villain in this film? Andrew was talking about it at length this morning. It's a little bit of a um, hard to get your, your brain around because at one point you've got Jude Law. At one point you have got Ben Mendelsohn. So Andrew, what is your thoughts? Is there a villain? Is there not a villain?
1: Is this film the first
2: origin story where there's, there's no main one villain?
1: It seems as though they more wanted to focus I think on Captain Marvel herself uh, especially with again as I mentioned earlier such an important character moving forward I don't know if they wanted to hesitate from introducing a real villain in terms of And Dylan you've mentioned this Marvel had this kind of bad rap for having the hero always ve- uh, face basically a copycat villain it's one of my biggest issues I'll call this film out It's Black Panther is at the end of the movie we have this great villain, Killmonger, who at the end decides to become, what, Gold Panther? I, I'm not sure what he's doing there. The same visuals, <laughs> same looks, and I don't even want to dive into the CGI, but it's it's just another you know scenario of, of Iron Man 1 where you have him face, out, uh, face off with a very similar villain. And Marvel kind of went through this for a while, and I thought recently they had fixed that. and I don't know if they feared kind of pairing her up against a very similarly powered villain. Mm-hmm. I think, as I've mentioned, Endgame is, is literally less than two months away. Everybody's focus is turning to Endgame. I don't think they wanted to uh, kind of undercut Thanos. Okay. The, the scrolls yeah. are, are a big deal in the comics. I think this set up the scrolls as characters, not necessarily as villains. I was actually, while you guys were talking about Whiskey, was just reading now uh, an article where it talks about, uh, that it is referenced that there are scrolls all throughout the universe. They have now not only hate the Kree, uh, but they've also discovered, hey, there's this planet called Earth that there's really, at this point in time in the 90s, nobody protecting. Carol Danvers is left. She was there shortly. is has gone. The Avengers don't exist. They now know there's this planet. They're looking for a new home. Will Secret Invasion, uh, which is the Skrulls, you know, coming to Earth, will that pop up later in the storyline? Hmm. After good. Thanos' story is wrapped, because it's such a big deal, I don't think they wanted to overdo it. Undercut Thanos. So you guys have mentioned, is it Supreme Intelligence? Is it Yon-Rogg? Uh, you know, is it Ben Mendelsohn? Who kind of plays more of a Kevin Hart funny guy in the movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion, than necessarily a villain. Yeah. Surprising. Uh, and Different take well. on Talos, for sure. Definitely definitely a different take, I think, than all of us were expecting. That yeah. was my biggest thing I was looking forward to. One of the biggest reviews I've read was how good uh, he does in the film. And he does great. No, he you does. I mean? it's, it's just, just not the way. We and we'll get into offended. that in a second. Just a, definitely a different role. Uh, but, but Dylan, what's something again? Let's let's move past the negatives. Uh, and we'll keep you know updating on our Instagram and things like that, some more of our thoughts as we move forward and digest. Let's jump to the pot. What worked, Dylan, in this film?
0: What worked? Okay. Uh, we've said it at the beginning. I'm gonna say it now. Brie Larson works. She brought professionalism to the MCU, and she's not the first person. I was talking to you about this yesterday as I was, you know, as we were dropping you off after the movie. Benedict Cumberbatch comes in, he's a top-tier actor. He actually, you know, makes it impressive to be a a superhero in, in cinema, right? Now you've got Brie Larson, an Academy Award winner. She's a fantastic actress. She makes the character work. Another thing that I do think worked, I enjoyed the visuals. Um, th- this is something that Nathan and I have a disagreement on. I think he he enjoyed them on a, a micro level. I enjoyed them on a macro level. I enjoyed the way they portrayed the scrolls changing. I enjoyed just overall the visuals, the tone, different story, but the visuals, great. There's a scene. We talked about it. It's fantastic. The car chase with her in the train. It feels like a, a good old-fashioned 90s. 90s car chase. And it's fantastic. You're completely encompassed in it. It, That tone is exactly what I wanted from it because you're going to set it in the 90s. Let's give it a little bit of 90s flair with that. I think that works. I think the acting works. I think I personally think that the no villain, in my opinion, this is probably an unpopular opinion, I liked it. I like the fact that there isn't a main villain because I, in my opinion, think that that's exactly what they're doing. They're not completely closing the door on this first... It's, I would say it's the first chapter. We're four phases into the MCU, but they don't want to slam the door and introduce this whole new lineup because we all know, unfortunately, there are several main characters we've come to know and love and Tony Stark and Captain America that are most likely not coming back after Endgame. But they're not going to just introduce this spoiler! new main character. <laughs> eh, well, we don't know if it's a spoiler or not. I know, we know Chris Evans' contract is up. I'm going to so, predict
1: that Spider-Man makes it out alive. Um, well, I, he does I have a movie coming out this season. I think yeah. that's fair.
0: So, I think those work.
1: I think those work. I think it's, you know, as you were speaking there, and, and Nathan, I definitely want to hear your positives. I'm sorry to oh, cut you off to. there really quickly. I, I, I think it's unprecedented what Marvel did here. As I was thinking about what you were saying, and no villains, and honestly, was I disappointed in the Scrolls? Yes. I saw concept art uh, when they were at Comic Con and looking at Captain Marvel fighting the Scrolls. That's all of five minutes of the movie. But never has Marvel before... So last year, before Infinity War, we introduced Black Panther, give him his own solo film. But remember, he was introduced in Civil War. So we've never really had a character of this magnitude introduced right before the biggest movie that's ever been introduced in Marvel. So I think they were in a tricky spot of, we need Captain Marvel in Endgame. How do we get her in there and introduce her in a movie, but not overdo it so much to the point like we said you're undercutting thanos i think it was a very tricky position for them to be in do i think they handled it perfectly no do i think they handled it well enough yes Um, because i do think now endgame will have its own platform to stand on uh almost in a vacuum just to to be in awe of that movie Mm -hmm. but it did introduce enough that we can somehow bring those scrolls back around into who we know exactly. them and uh, yeah. know them in, in the comics. Uh, I, I cut you off, Nathan, though, but I want you to go ahead. What, oh, you're fine. What would you, you like?
2: Um, great question. I really like the best thing for me in that film, apart from Brie Larson, was the supporting actors. I thought Jude Law and Samuel Jackson and Ben incredibly well. Specifically, mm-hmm. I want to call out Samuel Jackson as a younger Nick Fury. That CGI work they did in his field, that anti aging technology was just. Incredible. The first scene where he appears and he takes off his sunglasses and he asks that, that quick line about, excuse me, miss, you wouldn't have to know anything about a an alien hole in the Blockbuster. That was amazing. Plus, let's talk about the throwbacks to Blockbuster, to Radio shot A 90s
1: reference, the nostalgia. If you were very well done. Born in the 90s, alive in the 90s, you'll get a lot of that. Let's just say mm-hmm.
2: a lot of the people in the cinema loved those scenes. By Samuel Jackson to me, um, I was surprised how much screen time he got how many lines he got but I'm very very glad they used him in such a high capacity way and the comedy value he brought he brought was was fantastic without him that film might have lacked that real funny moment mm-hmm. um, other than that I want to talk about Goose the cat I had no idea what way to take this cat was it going to be a, a strong villain was it going to be a weird bit part actor that cat sea of their life at one point yeah, i don't well, think anybody had any flurgan idea
1: well yeah. i know flergan <laughs> <laughs> all,
0: all i'm gonna say is i was partially right in my theory i, I mean I, he did lose his eye, he did lose his eye to the cat was You're it a, was it a scroll no but the introduction of the flergan and I, I know we had talked right after last podcast you had read the theories
2: that it was the flurgan I couldn't have been more happy that I was wrong. That okay, it wasn't okay, a let's scroll. pause right there. Somebody explain to the average Joe what a flurgan is. Well,
0: if you don't have any flurgan idea, you need to go see Captain Marvel. Yeah, I would say, yeah,
1: I don't really want to spoil everything. Uh, so go see the movie. All we'll say is the cat is not a cat. Uh, it's it is an alien species. Uh, and Dylan and I did disagree. Uh, you know, with his idea on our last podcast about it being a scroll. He was right. I didn't think that his eye, uh, that Samuel L. Jackson's eye, Nick Fury's eye, would get scratched out by the Flergen. So he was right. So sometimes, uh, you know, every blind squirrel finds a nut. So he did Shh. do a good job on wow. getting that theory. Oh, jeez. Oh. Did I... Was, am I a
0: blind squirrel <laughs> now? Oh,
2: jeez. So another... A final thing I thought was a big, big positive was Brie Larson's transformation into Captain Marvel in the mm-hmm. third and final act. I loved it visually. It was phenomenal. I was... Talking earlier about, I wish I had got a bigger, uh, better cinematic, Marvel cinematic um, exposure to that whole uh, element the way I've got it in Thor Ragnarok and in the other films. But her transformation for me was phenomenal. That one scene where she's controlled by the AI.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a pretty what do you intelligence. Yeah. Oh, it's Dragon Ball Z brought to oh. film I must oh, Love it. Child reborn.
0: We, I think we were sitting. We all linked to you, that. She, Captain Marvel, was Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. The, the moment that she was able to release her full, her full potential. Yes,
2: she did. And a clever thing was the way they portrayed her as not knowing what she could really do. The scene where she's running through the, the actual spaceship, um, trying to get these, um. Like metal, metal strength, off, yeah. off and she's yeah. slacking the wall. Then she says, "Screw it, let me use them as weapons." She kicks the crap out of like twenty yeah. guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so,
1: legit. Yeah, I think I think Bree's portrayal of Captain Marvel uh, was really spot on. It's it, probably the thing I was most happy about in the film. Is not only what she showed here in this movie, but. Obviously she's gonna continue on. I can't remember the exact number. I think she's under contract for six or seven Marvel films. So now we're about to see her get put into the hands of the Russo brothers, which we've all seen how that works for characters like Doctor Strange and Captain America. Very excited to see her story continue to progress, but I thought the personality she showed, because I was one of those skeptics in the trailers, it didn't seem like she showed a whole lot of personality, but just in the fight scene you referenced where she had the, the hand restraints on, and I think one of the scrolls kind of yells at her, and oh, yeah. she kind of gives that scary, goofy no. yell <laughs> back, yeah, it was it was fantastic, I, I think she does an amazing job. You're not going to expect the scrolls to be the funny kind of comedic element in the film, but I was laughing my butt off every time when they are making the comments uh, about, you know, how they're going to be honest and straightforward, but the scrolls outside pretending to be uh, the mother. That whole scene was just very funny to me. So yeah, I think, yeah. I well think the comedy, in all honesty, was probably unexpectedly one of the best Marvel films since Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Mm-hmm. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy 2 had a lot of jokes fall flat. As much as Thor Ragnarok is up there as one of my favorite personal Marvel films, I thought it had some jokes that really fell flat. There was not a joke in the movie last night to where I thought it came out as a dud. I think the whole theater uh, was laughing and having a great time. Here's the reality. If you want to be entertained, if you want to have a good time, if you are not extremely obsessed with a movie staying 100% faithful to comics. You will like this movie. Uh, yeah. Girls will. will love this movie. I don't care if that's politically correct or not. Girls are gonna see Brie Larson's Captain Marvel and be able to relate to her, look up to her, and I'm telling you, this Halloween, you're gonna see a whole bunch of Captain Marvels walking around your street, knocking on your door asking for candy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think you absolutely I think her it does a great job, but at the same time, even if you are the kind of person that wants to see something stay strictly to the comics, it just Look at Watchmen and look at how big of a disappointment that mm-hmm. was for most yeah. people. It was exactly the comic exactly the comic, exactly the well, it's not technically a comic, graphic novel. Yep. Sorry if I offended you by saying comic on that, but I appreciate them taking some liberties with it. But we've te- we've kept you a long while here today, and we're, we're being honest, and we hope you enjoyed our opinions and our thoughts on everything. We're gonna let Nathan give one
2: last one last note and then we're gonna head out so my question to wrap this up is for both of you to take a minute or 30 seconds to just elaborate on this one question Um, and spoilers folks make sure you watch it before you dive in deep here with us but the question is how has Captain Marvel progressed on towards the end game we see the end of the film she uncovers these powers that she has Mm -hmm. she takes off into space deep space for many 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 years and spoiler alert she's back she's back after how many years? <laughs> I mean, if it's the if it's set ninety four, this, this is technically supposed to be present in twenty nineteen. We're looking twenty five. So my question years. is, what do you guys think? How how does she appear in Endgame? What can she do?
1: Well, I'm gonna. I want to let Dylan tackle here in a second his thought on the tesseract, the powers, the notion of her being too powerful uh, in Endgame, and just kind of being the MacGuffin that's brought in to destroy Thanos. I want him to because I think. He kind of shared his ideas with me this morning. I hadn't really thought about him. So I'm going to let him share that. In terms of what's happened in the last 25 years, I think that's something we've all been discussing is is Captain Marvel 2 or whatever the sequel going to be called going to be set in the past again. There was a few kind of lines dropped here and there, little moments in the movie that haven't paid off in current Marvel movies. So you're wondering, are they going to go back in time and pay off? Uh, There's a little bit of back and forth between her and Ronan. We haven't seen them face off. Ronan died, as far as we know, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Is there going to be a face-off between her and Captain Marvel? I mean, her and Ronan in the past. Her finding the scrolls, a new home. Are we going to see a little bit more development on that secret invasion? So there's all these kind of issues. I don't know where she's been, Mm -hmm. except for she hasn't been here. She's always been kind of this space defender. Uh, And so I'm interested to see, are they going to go back again and kind of dive into what she's been doing or are the Russo brothers going to just say it's not important? She's here now. Let's move forward. Yeah. Much like, I mean, Captain America was frozen, but he's here now. Let's move forward. But, but touch on what you said about the Tesseract and, and the power issue. Yeah.
0: So as far as the Tesseract, when I was, a lot of people were complaining, especially especially during the, the space fight scene in this one, that Captain Marvel shows up. She's very new in her powers, and she basically takes on a whole fleet of Kree. And they're thinking, is she is she overpowered? Is she that MacGuffin that's going to come in? I think the reality is the Tesseract is, in this film, total spoiler again, the Tesseract is what's powering the core that she got her powers from. Mm-hmm. So if you were to take it, <laughs> this is a funny line to say when it comes to sci-fi, but if you look at this from a strictly scientific perspective, she has absorbed all of the power of a single Infinity Stone. Thanos has six. So I do think that there is still a huge just unbalance between her power and what thanos has i don't know that we've fully seen what thanos was really capable of yeah everyone says well thor threw his you know thor threw stormbreaker and got him right in the chest but everything i've seen from what the russo brothers have said and everything is he was caught off guard it was unexpected it was unexpected if thanos goes into a battle in endgame expecting it it's it's not even going to be a contest if it's just him versus captain marvel in my opinion if it is, if it is a contest, or if she does come in and, you know, one punch destroy Thanos and it ends, I'll be severely disappointed. I think
1: we all And will. I don't
0: think that the Russo brothers are going to deliver that. To add on my last 15-second spiel on what you said, Nathan, I think over the last 25 years, we're talking—in in this film, we saw what she was able to develop after a little over 48 hours of understanding her true potential. Okay. 25 years— who knows what kind of potential she's unlocked and abilities she's discovered within herself that I'm look for, looking forward to us seeing and not only in game, but I do think there's going to be several sequels to Captain Marvel. I don't care if they're in the past, I don't care if they're in the present day. I'm excited to see how she has grown as a character.
2: Yeah.
1: So, I like that. Anybody else? I mean, what are your thoughts now, Nathan? What are you, what do you, how do you think she plays into?
2: Haven't heard all of that. My expectation, just as a as a normal fan of the whole of the whole uh, franchise, is I see her being um, the most important weapon to fight against Thanos. I don't think she's going to turn up and just give him a, a good strong slap and that's it, all back to normal. Yeah, I like what you said, Dylan, uh, comparing her to his six Infinity Stones. Um, they need to try and destabilize Thanos's power, and then I think Captain uh, Marvel will be the deciding factor in some sort of like intergalactical fights.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now here's a question: maybe we can discuss on one of our later episodes. Is does she already know who Thanos is? Maybe. Good question. In those twenty five years she's been gone, I would find it really unlikely if she's a space defender she hasn't heard of Thanos. Dive. So either a she may come with knowledge. Or if she doesn't, will she come very similarly to how she was in this movie? Maybe a little too confident, a little too arrogant, as you said. Really, no fear of the villains, mm-hmm. and just get Swim smacked in the place down. real quick. Yeah, real quick.
0: I think I think this has all been good. Um, if you like this, again, if you don't already follow us on social media, go follow us at Whiskey Flicks on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at facebookcom flicks three If you don't already subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to the podcast. Share this with people you think might enjoy it because we're putting this stuff out on the regular. Like Andrew said, Endgame's coming up next in the MCU. We're not just covering MCU. We're going to cover a lot more. But, uh, hey, you know what? Thanks so much for listening. Cheers.